G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, November 26. I'm John Barker, joining me as usual, Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, the Pinnacles in Perth continues this week and unlike last week, we've got a lot of Raiders converging on Ascot for the winter bottom stakes, 1.5 million over 1,200 metres and the Raiders seem to uh, dominate the market. Yeah, indeed, Marks. We've got five uh, Eastern State Raiders heading across and a few others that uh, that are well-known uh, over in Victoria as well. And we've got uh, Kiss on All Four Cheeks is headed, headed back across to the Dan Morton Yard and horses like Indian Pacific and Stage Man have done a bit of racing in Victoria. But uh, obviously the ones that we're sort of really keen on are the, the likes of the Godolphin Pair, Valana and Pulele, Rothfire, who's, I think, equal favourite at the moment for... Uh, local champ Damien Oliver to try and pick up a winter bottom. Of course, Rob Heathcote, he's done that before with buffering and the astrologist as well. Uh, it's got to be some sort of a chance. So it's certainly a real highlight of the afternoon. And the uh, Godolphin pair have come up with the wide barriers, but uh, Rob Heathcote will be smiling with the good draw barrier three for Rothfire. And I think he's going to be pretty hard to beat. But it is a yeah, very intriguing race. Yes, although uh, wide barriers have dominated that race in the last decade or so. The last four winners, I think, have jumped from 13, 13, 12 and 16. Uh, Dan, back east, it's Zipping Classic Day, which for the second year is being run at Caulfield on the last Saturday in November rather than at Sandown straight after the Flemington Carnival. And the main race is... Reasonably interesting, but uh, one of the more interesting uh, horses running around is the Nathan Doyle-trained Norwegian Bliss. You've spoken to Nathan this week. She's won seven out of seven. Not many do that. Can she go on a winning way at the Heath? Yeah, look, I, I, I think she does. Um, I think she, you know, smallish field, but uh, a couple in form, but whilst there's a you know, few good horses in the field... Um, there's certainly probably only one or uh, nor your beast probably literary magnate in sort of good recent form. So I think finds a, a nice way, a sort of nice race, of, uh, you know, first black type affair anyway. And um, it's in a 57 with an informed jockey on board. I think she ticks a lot of boxes, but uh, look, one of the highlights for me. And the Zipping Classic, I think we just learned before going to air that without a fight out of the Zipping Classic, and I think that sort of um, takes a little bit of spark out of that race. I think that was sort of one of the, the more intriguing runners considering, you know, uh, lightly race import expected to run well in the Melbourne Cup, just sort of had a wide run, didn't really run out the trip on a soft seven in that Melbourne Cup, but would have been, um, had plenty of fans in the Zipping Classic, but still that and all the stakes racing on the car, I think it, all, all races are stakes races. Um, yeah, it looks a really exciting card to uh, obviously complement Perth and um, a couple of group races in Sydney. Yeah, just as well Odin put without a fight on the front page. Always a bit uh, flat, fairly flat feeling when uh, your front page horse uh, is already out before anyone actually buys the paper. Um, We'll start with the big race of the weekend, which is at Ascot Race 8, Crown Perth, Winter Bottom Stakes, 1,200 metres, standard weight for age, Group 1, worth 1.5 million, 16 to face the starter. Joel? Yeah, I've gone for Rothfire. I think he's going to be pretty hard to beat. He's been in good form this time in. He won a Group 2 first up, then has competed at 
exclusively at Group 1, wait for age level. I'm placed in a couple of them, but beaten less than two lengths in both of those. And he split those two unplaced runs with a runner-up finish to Bellinipatina in the Manicato. So comes across to the West in pretty good form. He's got the right jockey, right barrier, and he ticks a few boxes. I thought uh, the locals um, could be hard to beat in number four, Elite Street. Won this a couple of years ago. Third last year. He's been sparingly raced. He's obviously had his issues, the six-year-old. He's won 10 from 20, and I thought he was pretty good first up in the Colonel Reeves. And uh, the, that was at the set weights and penalties, so back to the weight for age suits him better. And I think the stable mate, Kiss on All Four Cheeks, can run a good race. We didn't see the best of her through the Melbourne Spring, just plagued by wet tracks. She was able to win the Group 2, let's elope second up. But following that, it was unplaced her next three. A couple of them at the mile, whether she runs a strong 1600s, the Queria, and certainly on wet ground anyway, but back on top of the... On top of the ground, hopefully, on Saturday, she can improve. And I'll put Valana in for four. Just going to need a little bit of luck. But uh, he's a good horse. Um, didn't have much go right in the Golden Eagle. And he scored strong wins either side of that. But I've got one on top from 4, 12 and 2. I'm going to have an each-way bet on 13, Miss Kentiki. Um, this is undoubtedly the toughest race she's faced. But I've always been a bit of a fan of her. She's... Rivex X Factor, got a very, very strong finish on her day. Um, just too much to do in the Colonel Reeves last start. I think 1,200 metres uh, suits at this stage and looks to be quite a bit of speed on, as you'd expect. So she will go back from that wide draw and, you know, will need uh, to produce a career best, no doubt about it. But um, I think she's capable of doing this here and uh, an outstanding record at her home track of Ascot. So 13 on top, uh, Pulele and next, I'm going to put him in, even though the, the draw's um, not ideal. Of course, his best form reads well for this. Um, okay, down the straight last start. Wasn't beaten too far by Rock and Horse, and that sort of blanket finish in that, that champion's sprint. Uh, with a bit of luck from the draw, I think he can run well. Rothfire has to be respected, and in fourth, Elite Street as well. 13 on top of 3, 1, and 4. Our main Perth man, Greg Hooper, uh, is likes the Raiders in the winter bottom. He's gone for Valana to beat Rothfire, the astrologist, and this will test you. That's 2, 1, 5, and 14. There's a couple of other stakes races in Perth. The race 6 is the Tab Touch Sir Ernest Lee Steer Classic, 1,400 metres. Set weights and penalties for the three-year-olds. He's with number 2, Santorio, to beat three All the King's men, seven Vampy at play, and six China Spirit. And in race seven, which is the Glenroy Chaff AJ Scale Cup, 2,100-metre handicap at listed level. Hoops likes 14, Pure Devotion to beat one Maricino, four Utgard Lockie, and 10. Come right back, his best race two, number two, Bit of Merit. Value bet race three, number 11, Eliminate. Caulfield, as I mentioned, is the venue for Melbourne racing on Saturday, and it's all-black type, so we'll take you right through the card. Starting in race one, Thoroughbred Club, Merson Cooper Stakes, 1,000 metres, set weights for two-year-olds. Joel? Yeah, I've gone with number two, Cylinder. He was pretty good on debut in Newcastle. Got back from a wide gate over 900 and flew late, just missed picking up fire lane. And they had the option to leave him in Sydney, but they've come down here and I uh, think he'll be pretty hard to beat. Six, Floodway, another Sydney sider. This one hasn't raced, but he has trialled nicely. He was a little bit new in that trial but just kept finding every time the rider asked him to extend in the straight so I think there's a bit of talent there 10 remedies 
strong winner first uh, first time out at Cranbourne. Controlled things from the front, but um, you know, not often when you lead them up, you have the fastest last 200 of the race, and she did. So I think she's going to be there for a long way. And I put one little gross in for fourth uh, with the Maribyrnong Plate uh, form line. Ran pretty well, closest to the inside there. Two from six, ten, and one. With one of the unraced runners in the form of the nine, Hydrogen Power, he's a son of the Autumn Sun, and uh, you might know this, Joel, might be his, his first one I've seen, that step out on Dubu, um, certainly. Yeah, first first runner, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so no, he's got a few of his progeny, obviously two-year-olds, um, trialling up well. This guy's one of them, he uh, had a jump out at, oh, at Cranbourne on the Monday, just gone like a few days back, and... Turned in front, showed a really nice turn of foot when um, given a sort of slight rev up at the top of the turn and, and quickly put a big margin on the field. It was only a small field. Eased up late, still won the heat. Um, so really been impressive in the jump outs and looking over some nice types in this. But he looks um, one that kept me around running early and I think he's over the odds in this. So the nine on top, hydrogen power, but 10 index remedies, Sepoy Philly, um, Dominant win first up to fight a bit of a drift, but she was far too good after finding the front. In for third, I've got the two-cylinder, stablemate to remedies. Good in, a, I think, a strong form race at Newcastle. And in for fourth with the six uh, floodway. Nine, ten, two, six. I'm with one of the other first starters who's been jumping out well, Gangitano. Uh, might be a bit of a small stable overs there, although Williams is on board. As Joel has noted, it's a great... Um, Great name, isn't it? Uh, out of out of Colosimo. Uh, Just saw that. <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, Cylinder remedies and hell for me. Seven, two, ten, and eight. Race two at Caulfield on Saturday. Ned's Sandown Cup. And uh, gee, well, thirty-two hundred metres quality uh, at listed level. And uh, yeah, not too many stayers left around on the last Saturday of November. We're finding, Joel. No, I'll just be watching this race. I've got a bit of time for Gin Martini. I'm, I was a little bit disappointed in her last time out. Um, yeah, but just putting my faith in John Sargent, she had the option to come back to the 2,000 metres from that 2,300 in Sydney, but uh, they've come down here and gone to the two miles. So if she can run the trip, I think she'll be hard to beat because she's knocking on the door and has a bit of upside about her. San Huberto's come through some strong races. He's been mixing his form, but... Get within two lengths in an Australian Cup as he did last year, then it tells you he's got some talent. Three, good idea. He just needs a dry track and he's going to get that on Saturday so he can improve and eight protection money. Beat all but uh, next year's Melbourne Cup favourite and White Marlin at, uh, the other day. So it has to be some hope. But I'll just be watching 6138. Yeah, not a great race, is it? A few of these, um, you know, not in career best form by any means. I guess 3,200 metres. Uh, might see a few improve significantly. Jim Martini is sharply up in trip, 2,300 to 3,200 metres, but I think she's a nice mare, and oh, look, I'm going to put her on top. She likely uh, leads this, perhaps. Um, not, I'm not really sure who leads, but she's obviously one that can go forward. Um, good idea, perhaps can go forward as well. But look, I've got the six on top in a in a no-bet race as well. Three and next, good idea. I think he will improve up to this trip. Of course, he's an Adelaide Cup winner over 3,200 metres. Four team captain look as good as quite good. We saw a Melbourne Cup day uh, last year, but been mixing his form, his preparation, 
and in for fourth at the two, Aurora Symphony. Uh, 6-3, 4-2. I'm with Papalino, who's the one here who's freshest on the scene, having only had the three runs this campaign, did improve third up to run fourth in that race, where Protection Money did run second, but uh, does meet him a couple of kilos better. Uh, I've got Protection Money second, good idea, and Aurora's Sympathy uh, Symphony, 5, 8, 3, and 2. Race 3 at the Heath is Premier Signs Doveton Stakes 1,000-metre handicap at listed level, Joel. I've gone with four streetcar strangers, got a good record around Caulfield. Um, forgiving of the first up run on the heavy track at the Valley, he's more a dry tracker and he should get conditions to suit on Saturday and drops to 54 kilos, so I thought he was an improver. Uh, the real interesting runner is the number one, Bruck. Now, we haven't seen him since last year's Coolmore, where he finished second to Home Affairs. He's clearly a gifted type and he's been jumping out well, so he's going to be hard to beat if he's uh, fit enough and ready to go. Seven Jigsaw created a big impression winning the Apache Cat at Cranbourne. He's a fast horse. He can certainly take beating again. And I've included the Richard and Chantel Jolly trained Philly, uh, trained mare, sorry, daring move in for fourth. Step up in class, but just always wary of uh, their runners when they bring them across the border. Four from one, seven and eleven. Yeah, got the one on top as well. I think still entered for a race in Sydney on Saturday, but um, drawn quite wide there. So whereas he's drawn pretty uh, pretty reasonably well in this. So imagine he'd be here, and if here, I think he's uh, he's the one to beat. Good fresh form. I know he's off a long break, but he's on a trial this time in. Um, beat Artorius at Caulfield um, last preparation as well. So clearly talented, and if ready to go first up. Is the one to beat in this. Yule on command for the run at Flemington down the straight was um, was quite good. Two and a half lengths behind Joyful Fortune. Um, I think he's going to be. I think he's a better horse back around a bend and likely uh, rolls forward in this sense. You know, can take some catching. Obviously, got a very record at Booney um, Valley. Most of the wins have come at this track, and he's yet to win in five starts at Caulfield, but um, he has run well mostly in those. In for third, seven jigsaw, thought was outstanding first up, able to find the front. Always a horse that's been talented, but um, I think has mixed his form throughout his career, but was on his best was on full display first up. If he can sort of repeat that, he's in with a big hope. And in for fourth, two, General Bow, uh, one, three, seven, two. Yeah, I thought Yulong Command might have been the forgotten one here to beat Jigsaw, Sartorial Splendor and Bruckner, three, seven, five and one. Race four at Caulfield on Saturday. Key clean, twilight glow stakes, 1,400 metres. Set weights and penalties for three-year-old fillies at listed level, Joel. I'm going to have a bet uh, on one here at Big Odds. Number seven, Kiliarko. Uh, Philip Stokes brings her across from his South Australian base. She's always been pretty well regarded and she's always shown plenty of talent. Well bred by uh, Morris out of the Group 1 place mare, Soft Sand. It was a soft maiden winner second up. And then last time out, just they just went far too slow. She was trailing the leader and the winner who had just controlled things and then just she just sprinted away from her. And I thought Kiliarko battled on quite well. It was a three-year-old class one and the winner has since been beaten. So there's a question mark on the form. But I just think the fact that uh, Philip Stokes is putting her into this stakes race, just reckon she's got a... Bit of upside about her, and at 40 to 1, I'm going to have something each way on her. From 2 Grey River, another South Australian. We've already seen her measure up, though. She came off just a Class 2 win on the Parks track, 
and then went, uh, well, it wasn't just a win, it was a dominant win, and then she ran super at Flemington on Oaks Day. Uh, so she's going to be hard to beat here. 11 cast, was a good maiden winner on debut, then went to the 64 at Pakenham and beat all but the real thing, who I'll be talking about a bit later. And in for fourth, I've got number 10, Anna Heater, who comes through that same race as Grey River, draws better and can bridge the gap somewhat. But seven each way for me from 2, 11 and 10. I'm with the uh, nine, Get Up Girl, who comes out of the uh, Amanda Elliott race on Cup Week. I think that'll turn out to be a pretty good form race going forward. Um, Shuriken was fifth there that, in that race, coming out in one of Ovis race Ballarat last Saturday. And the winner, Magic Time, is very smart and atmosphere. Um, second, I think, will run well later in the, in the card. So Get Up Girl, six quickest last 400 metres of the day when running into third. Um She'll have to give away a bit of a start here from another wide draw. Hasn't had much luck with the barriers so far, but she overcame that when winning the maiden um, on debut at Mornington, and the runner-up of that race came out and won next start. So I think the form around her has been good. Um, she can sort of, you know, if they're, if they're running on, so I think she's a, a big chance get-up girl. In for second, I've got the three, Bacconi, um, winner of a Sandown race midweek last week. Uh, led there and was far too good. He's now she's now two for two this preparation. Good draw with a good jockey in Blake Shin sticking. Fourteen, our Empress Zoe. Not much went right first and second up. Um, so the Valley suited on the boo and then she complete forgive run at sale. Second up, she went to Geelong last start. Was able to find the front from the good draw. Was back there and uh, was far too good. It really looked like being beaten. She's progressing nicely, the 14. And in for fourth, I have the 11 cast. Uh, 9-3, 14-11. I made Grey River my best to beat Naikoni, Get Up Girl and Belle Mia. So that is 2-3-9 and 13. Race 5 at Caulfield on Saturday. Kevin Heffernan stakes. Here's where we see Norwegian Bliss. 1,400 metres. It is Wait for Age Group 3, job. It does look pretty good placement by the team with Norwegian Bliss. It's obviously a step up in class, but um, you know, in terms of finding you know, a soft group three weight for age race, this is probably it. So I'm with her to go eight from eight, uh, but just a race I'll be watching. Five Poland, I've got in for second. It was a bit of a return to form. They let him run the other day at Flemington, and he kept going. He beat all but Old Flame. Uh, so maybe he can hold that form and run well again. Seven literary magnates in good form. He's just seems to have improved again this time in and has to be the other key hope. And one Streets of Avalon, well, if he can get sort of anywhere near his best, firmer track, back from a group one, uh, you know he is certainly good enough to win if he can just find his old form. Uh, but uh, eight for me from five, seven and one. Yeah, eight on top as well. Pretty keen on her. I know she's you know, seven for seven is hard to do. Eight to eight, obviously even harder. But um, first go at black type and she does look to have find, found a nice race here. She's been well placed all throughout her career by Nathan Doyle. And look at up and coming stable based out of Newcastle. Um, he's had a couple of cracks at some stakes races in the past. And this looks his best chance to sort of um, record his first stakes winner and I think he does that with this very impressive El Rocker man Norwegian Bliss so she's on top for me seven literary magnates in next she's quite an honest mare she thinks she's finished outside the top four just the once in her 12 starts she's only won the two races but um, a bit of good field first up 
at Caulfield, this track. Uh, good last start. Uh, again, in a, a pretty handy race, uh, this looks no tougher than that. And uh, she's clear second pick. In for third, I've got Poland. Better run last start when um, when able to find the front. And in for fourth, I have the three, Crosshaven, who was quite keen on last start. It was a little disappointing um, when sitting up outside the leader. You know, maybe a quieter ride here might be his go, but uh, throwing him in for exotics. Eight, seven, five, and three. Yeah, I am with Norwegian Bliss 2 to beat Streets of Avalon. Litter would be the, be the easiest race he's been in a dry track for a while. Uh Literary Magnate and Poland, 8-1-7-5. First leg of the quaddy at Caulfield on Saturday, race 6. Lamaro's Hotel, Eclipse Stakes, 1,800-metre quality group 3, Joel. I've got number one Grand Slam on top. I thought he was pretty good first up with the 61 kilos over the 1,500. Step up in trip suits, gets a little bit of weight, draws to be on speed, which is what he likes. Uh, I've had something small on Milford because I thought the $61 was crazy for him. He is, I reckon, going better than his form suggests. He's had a few forgive runs, a couple of soft track misses. Uh, his second up run was in the Turnbull, and he got back to last in a, just a sprint home. He had no hope. And then in the five diamonds last start, and back on top of on top of the ground, again, just um, no early tempo, just didn't suit those in the second half of the field. So... Hopefully the, tr- the race can pan out a bit better for him and he's going to get firmished ground, which is what he likes. I think he's the play at big odds. Seven Montine is a very talented South Australian. I think he can measure right up here without surprising. And nine French Emperor is coming along great guns. Uh, one on top from two, seven and nine. Yeah, one on top as well for me. Um, Grand Slam looks a pretty decent return under the 61 kilos. But first up there at Rooney Valley... I think Rising and Troop see a better horse, and he's got a good second-up record. Um, so one on top in front of the nine French Emperor, who looked hard to knock considering his recent form since sort of arriving in the Price and Kent Junior Stable. About 54 kilos here again, and uh, looks a horse that's up for the fight. And he won 1,700 metres pretty easily, two back. Back to the mile last start, so 1,800 metres shouldn't be an issue. And um, certainly... Keeps the form going, I think. In for third, I have Adelaide Ace. It was okay at Flemington behind French Emperor. It was last there on the turn and ran over quite well, passed a few late and drops 54 kilos for this. And in for fourth, I have the four, Cyril uh, Miss. One, nine, eight, four. Montine for me to beat Cyril Miss, Princess Rainies and Grand Slam. Seven, four, 13, one. Second leg of the quaddy. Is the Zipping Classic, race seven, Herald Sun Zipping Classic, 2,400 metres, standard weight for age, group two. Joel? Yeah, I have gone for number nine, Luntzies, made him my best of the day. The odds have shortened a little bit, obviously, with, without a fight coming out, but his task has probably been made a fair deal easier. He's having a pretty good campaign. He's been a while between wins now, 573 days, but he's been running against pretty strong company. His Turnbull run was good. He didn't have any luck in the Geelong Cup wide throughout and then beat all but uh, the people Melbourne Cup favourite for next year in Solcombe in the Queen Elizabeth. So, no, whilst I don't think he's a wait for age horse, you can probably say that for most of them here. So, I think he's ready to win, ready to get a, a feature win on the board and, and he'll be hard to beat. I've got Sound in for second. Last year's winner seems to be ticking over every bit as well. 
pretty good run in the Caulfield Cup. He was pretty good in the Queen Elizabeth. So I think he's ready to uh, to run you a great race again. The 10-year-old six cooker archer uh, on a good track, which is likely to be. Then he looks ready to win. He's just you know, had wet tracks played his early part of the campaign, but he's just improved his last couple of runs. Uh, so he's sort of back in form now. And in for fourth, I will put in at number four, Persan, who is having a pretty consistent prep without winning. Nine from three, six, and four. Yeah, with that scratching of without a fight, I've got the six on top now, Kukaracha, who, um, yeah, as Joel said, the dry tracks are just key for him. And look, he had his chance behind King Frankel, but who is a, quite a promising stayer. He was given that horse eight kilos, um, was able to sort of dictate King Frankel, kick away and so strong. But Cooker Archer, good to line in behind him. Um, up to 2,400 metres, he's won a derby in Queensland over the trip. Um, yeah, looks ready to win here. I think he's over the odds. In for second, I have the eight Desert Icon, the stable mate, who just didn't fire on a heavy track last start. Um, he was in excellent form prior to that. Group two place in the Herbert Power at this track and trip two back on um, on a soft fire, but it gets a drier than that, and it's even better. Third, I've got Val and Declare, and in for fourth, I have the three um, Sound six eight one three. I'm with Sound going for a hat trick in the race. Um, yeah, look as uh, as Joel said, he seems to be going as well as ever, and with without a fight out, he's actually the only weight for age um, winner left in the field. Uh, per Sam for second, Luncey's for third. Sam does make Luncey's three and a half kilos better for finishing better length behind him in the Queen's Cup, a.k.a. Queen Elizabeth. And Cooker Archer, I'll chuck in for fourth. So that gives me three, four, nine, and six. Race eight at Caulfield on Saturday is Ned's Sandown Guineas. 1,600 metres set weights for the three-year-olds of Group 2. And... Uh, Pretty wide open affair with uh, 16 to face the starter, John. Yeah, I've gone for number 10, the real thing. Big fan of this horse. Uh, created a big impression on debut. Had nothing go right first up at the Valley. His Packenham run was good. He just gave the impression he was looking for further and then got to 1,400 and was a strong winner at Packenham last time out. This is tougher, but I think he lead up the mile. He's well worth a play at big odds. Uh, could easily have had the fortune teller on top. I've been with him. Last couple in arguably stronger races, Caulfield Guineas Carbine Club. So if he's got another good run in him, then he's going to be very hard to beat. Uh, the Philly See You in Heaven was pretty luckless last time out at Flemington. If she had got through sooner, she would have really tested Razetta there on Oaks Day. And in for fourth, I've got number five, Atmosphere, who led for a long way in that Amanda Elliott stakes at 1,400. Has to run the mile, but they've taken the blinkers off him. He'll go forward. I think he'll give you a good sight. 10 from 3, 13 and 5. Yeah, with Atmosphere on top, um, I guess another query is he's sort of been up for quite a while, but it's been a few instances where he's been given sort of four or five weeks in between his runs, and that was the case um, last start at the month. Well, they had five weeks thereabouts for that run in the Amanda Rally, where, as I said, he ran really well up on the pace. Um did a bit wrong in the run as well. He settled down a bit better. He'll lead this. The only other sort of likely leader was the 15, Marcus, who was drawn really wide. So he'll likely, from that barrier eight atmosphere, kick up and lead. I think that Amanda Elliott race will turn out to be a good form race in time. And, um, yeah, 
atmosphere on top for me. I hope he can keep going and run out the run out the trip. So five on top, three in next of Fortune Tell. I think clearly the one to beat um, based on his re- recent form. He's seventh and third. His last two starts would have been in in a, a stronger races to what he sees here, including a seventh in the Caulfield Guineas. Wasn't beaten far there. In for third, I got the thirteen. See you in heaven. Ticking over nicely this preparation, and in for fourth, I have the two sandpaper at five, three, thirteen, two. I have got the fortune teller on top from See You in Heaven, King's Consort, and Atmosphere three, thirteen, one, and five. And it's the battle of the value bets. We've all gone for our value bet in the last, which is race nine, the import uh, tile importer. Summoned stakes, 1,600 metres. Set weights and penalties for the Mayors at Group 3 level, Joel. Yeah, we've gone with 14, Cliff's Art. It's already been scratched from Sydney, so comes down here. Uh, she hasn't been in races run to suit her past couple, but she's worked to the line pretty well uh, against the tempo. Prior to that, she had really good late splits in the Tristark and had the two minor place getters from the Empire Rose behind her that day. So I think she's going pretty well. She gets a a dry track, which will suit, a nice draw, and I think back up to the mile is a positive. So happy to back her, but I'll be saving on a couple of these. Um, 16, me a fancy, I'm a fan of, again, out of the handicaps here, as she was at Cranbourne the other day, but she ran on really well in that race, and I think the mile's going to suit. So again, as I said, you know, not, not well placed at the weights, but uh, big odds, and I think she's got talent. Six, Charlize, I think they might be staying in Sydney, but hasn't been scratched today, but venue yet, sort of in a similar boat to Cliff's Art, is going better than the form suggests, tempo against last time in the hot Danish, but hit the line really well, and three, my whisper, I've got in for fourth, just drew the wide gate in the Empire Rose, and we didn't get to see the best of her there, 14, 16, 6, 3. Yeah, made my whisper my uh, valuable best each way on the, the day, and she was $9 last night, um, I think the, the scratching and mirror vision since... Um, has shortened that price a little bit, but even today, I think she's 7.50 into 5.50, so been a good go for her um, on the Thursday, and yeah, just the, the wide barrier obviously um, didn't help her last start. The, the win at Mooney Valley was very good. Roots, the runner-up, came out and win, came out and won, and obviously here in this, so they'll clash again, but very good horse, my whisper. Um, seen her runs at the mile have been very good, and with the softer run this time in, I think she's the uh, one to beat for mine. So three on top, got eight in next route to uh, justified a short price to win on during Cup Week over the mile. Second behind my whisper two back, and the horse she beat last start, Climbing Star, um, it's quite a, a handy type as well. So um, those are the main two for me, three and eight. 16, I agree with Joel. Mia fancies um, over the odds in this, so just giving her a chance at Cranbourne, and look, she just got too much to do from that wide draw. She was last on the turn, and I thought she ran home quite well without threat there. Uh, in for fourth, I have the two Bell Placia, who probably a better wet tracker, um, but look, not hopeless on the dry tracks either. She wasn't all that far from I wish I win first up on a good four at Sandown. Uh, she's been really good in some stronger races um, lately, but those have been on wet tracks, so probably her preferred sort of go, but... I'm not hopeless on the good on the dry track, and she can run well here. Three eight sixteen two. I'm with the five mac and cheese. I think ready to fire third up to beat Roots Bell Plusur and my whisper five eight two and three. My best was race four number two Grey River. Dan's best race five number eight Norwegian Bliss. 
Joel's best race seven, number nine, Lunsies. And uh, all our value bets come up in the last. For Joel, it's 14, Cliff's Art. For me, it's five, Mac and Cheese. And for Dan, it is three, My Whisper. Uh, racing heads back to town in Sydney as well, where it's Rose Hill Gardens. And there are three black type races, starting with race seven. There's the ATC Cup, which this year is the Elite Sand and Soil Cup. 2,000 metre listed quality, Joel. Yeah, pretty wide open race, but um, giving Elias another chance, maybe one more chance. Uh, he's, I think he's going pretty well. His first up run was a cracker. He had excuses second go. They backed off him. And then his next two runs, he's just he just hasn't had the ping over the, the mile distances in races that haven't had a lot of early pressure in them, and they've sort of developed into sprint homes. Both his runs have been pretty solid. He drops a couple of kilos. Now he gets to 2,000 metres. Time for him to step up. So I'm going to go again with him from five long villas. Fastest last 600 of the race. Really good splits. Crossed the line with Uncle Bryn. That was on his uh, local debut in the Five Diamonds. Step up in trip suits. Thought James McDonald would have had the pick of a few of these. And he's gone with this one. The market likes him as well. Uh, one Dr. Drill was very good first up in the Shannon. Really good splits. Went into the little dance and just had no hope. He had gate 20, 62 kilos, and then after that he pulled up lame. So that was a forgive. He hasn't won for a while, but just thought off the back of that first up run, he's going pretty well. And six Regal Lion looked very good back on top of the ground at Sandown second up. He's had two wet track runs since. Likely to be on a firm track on Saturday so he can improve. Seven from five. I'm with the five on top, Long Villas, who outstanding in his Australian debut. Um, coming from last there, finished six. As Joel said, across the line with, with Uncle Bring, some quick late splits. Um, need a bit to go right from that wide draw, but clearly talented and I think um, a horse that will be winning better races than this in time. In for second, I have the nine, Elsione. Uh, look, going quite well, this preparation. Of course, he won first up and then... He's been around the mark since, around some pretty handy horses. Um, drops from 59 kilos to 54 for this after a second Flemington last start of benchmark 90. Third, a criminal code. First two runs have been uh, okay without being uh, anything flash, but now third up and importantly gets up to a, a suitable trip. And in for fourth, I have the 17 Pale King um, in form gallop, a lightly raced down 53 kilos um, worth a... Um, I think worth playing this as well. But pretty open race, 5, 9, 11, 17. Race 8 at uh, Rose Hill on Saturday is the Furphy Festival Stakes, 1,500-metre quality, Group 3. This one, the lead-up, of course, to the Villiers next month. Joel, what did you like? Yeah, I've gone with number 10, Kiss Sun. Thought his first up run was very good in the Silver Eagle. Uh, good late splits there. And then missed getting a run in the Golden Eagle. They brought him down for the Cantala. Wasn't really the, probably the right race for him. And he ended up finishing last. Just sort of never really got the right run in transit. I think he can put a pen through that run. Uh, this is a pretty competitive race. But his form through the winter uh, around Valana says he measures right up. So I think he'll be very hard to beat. Um, but there's a couple here that you could probably save on. H. Charlize, mentioned before, I think they're going to stay here. 
her first up run was not too bad and the Neverson just a heavy 10 was against. And then she trialled really well and then ran on nicely against the tempo in the hot Danish. I think she's ready to show something third up. Uh, two Kerwins Lane is a good miler. He just got the better of Momac at Hawkesbury the other day. Now, I wouldn't be backing Momac in this race, but he had five kilos more than him and it was sort of a bit of a sprint home, real sort of a workman-like win. He can run well. He's just going to need a bit of luck from the gate. And the interesting runner is number one, Sunshine Rising. He's had some tendon injuries. He was retired in Hong Kong, but he's now back in work with Mark Newnham. He's a nine-year-old. He's got elite Hong Kong form. He's beaten Beauty Generation over a mile and he's placed in the Hong Kong Cup. Uh, that was December 2019. So, look, on his, on his best form, he's a chance, but I'm just more going off his trials. His two trials have been very, very good. He's been kept safe in the market, so he's a, a real query runner, but uh, pretty keen on Kiss Summer. I think he'd be hard to beat. 10 from 8, 2 and 1. And with the 10 as well, Kiss Sum, Shelf said, sort of back to the inside in that, um, that Group 1 on that Champion Stakes race and just never really looked lightly against some um, elite company. Back in grade, obviously, for this and 59 or 54 kilos. So very talented horse. He's got, uh, you know, it's a future Group 1 winner for sure. And um, look, if he can get back to his best for this against uh, some more suitable company, um, he's the one to beat. So 10 on top, give some. Be having uh, something small each way on the 14, Daj Run, who's first up for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. Um, didn't fire in her, in his, sorry, uh, only run last preparation. Big weight was an excuse offered there. He has won first up before when he at Warwick Farm with 61 kilos. The recent trial I thought was really good. Coming three wide on the turn, uh, nicely into it, and um, was taking ground off Naj Marty, who we know trials quite well uh, regularly. So nice trial leading into this. He's obviously got to contend with a wide draw and um, perhaps might improve with the run, but I think he's worth an each way uh, bet in this, the 14 does run. In for third, I got the four Skyman. I thought did enough first up in a pretty tough race. The Hunter, it's more his go, and he's a good, good, pretty decent second up record as well as record at Rose Hill. And in for fourth, I have the six Kubrick. Um, also does mix his form, but I think sort of more recently we've seen him back to uh, sort of close to his best. First up, fifty four kilos. I think it's a good recipe for him and. I think well over the odds and worth throwing into exotics. 10, 14, 4 and 6. And the last of the black type races and third leg of the quaddy at Rose Hill on Saturday is race 9. Drinkwise Starlight Stakes, 1100 metre listed quality handicap, Joel. Yeah, I've gone for the mares here. I've put three Enchanted Heart on top. I haven't seen her since September 3. We're supposed to see her on Derby Day in the last race, but she was a late scratching at the barriers. Uh, she's going really well prior to that break and probably should have won three runs back when James McDonald was in the saddle. He rides again here. I was surprised that she's gone up double figures. I thought she'd be a bit shorter than that. So happy to back her each way. Uh, 4-1 Diva is also in, in Brisbane but um, hasn't been scratched yet. She will get a dry track, so that's what she needs. Just forgive the run down the straight first up on the wet ground. She's pretty smart when she gets conditions to suit, as is number six Najmati who's been in a few times and scratched, just waiting for the dry track, which she will get here. And she has been trialling really well. And in for fourth, I've got number eight, Dragonstone. Now, he won the June stakes on a quick backup in the winter. 
I think it's a bit of a set play here. He backs up off last week, last week's run in the Warra at Kembla. He got a long way back and hit the line hard. So I think he'll be uh, hold to hard out. But um, with the Mares, three from four, six and eight. With the six on top, Najmati, very good mare and been scratched from a few different races for this in search of the um, the dry track and she'll get it here. She won a trial as a reference earlier. Holding off Dajran, and yeah, I think she, you know we've seen her mix her form, but mostly her, her poor runs have come on on wet tracks. She got a dry track here. Loved her first up win at Caulfield um, last preparation, and I think she'll be charging home and be hard to hold out with 54 kilo, 54 and a half kilos on her back. So six on top, and pretty keen on her. Eight Dragonstone didn't really know what to make the first and second up runs. Expected a little better, but really hit back with a big run in the Warra. Flew home into third behind the Thelric. That was last Saturday. So on the big back up here. Um, be charging home as well. In for third, one Diva. And fourth, I have the 12, uh, Zephyrs. Six, eight, four, 12. Okay, Joel's best at Rose Hill was race eight, number 10, Kiss Sum. His value bet race seven, number seven, Alias. And Dan's best, we just heard about race nine, number six, Najmati. Dan, tell us about your value bet, which is uh, in the last. Yeah, I am lethal for me. Um, it was a much better run uh, at Rose Hill last start at this track. Just didn't get a whole heap of room in the straight there, but run well behind Short Short Short, short to been in form uh, for a bit of a poor run last start. Um, really good at Eagle Farm, three backs. So, look, can mix his form, but he'll be getting back here and um, I think rocketing home. And if they're running on and track's playing quite fairly, he'll be... Uh, quite hard to hold out. So 12, race 10, number 12, I am lethal. Okay, there's black type racing in all the mainland capitals on Saturday and in Adelaide. The racing question is race 8 at Morfordville, City of Marion Stakes, 1,200 metre listed quality handicap. Daniel, and uh, you are with Keep Reading. Yeah, I think she, uh, he's a horse that's, you know, he's been up for a little while, but he seems to just um, loving his racing at the moment. He won pretty fa- a fairly decent race last start. It was a good win to the eye. Um, he had been sort of bursting to win an, a race his preparation after a string of minor placings, and I uh, think he can uh, win again. To keep reading. So I've got the 12 on top. In for... Uh, sorry, in for second, I've got the... 13, Rich Gina, who two wins, really good to the eye, two and three back, and then ran on well to just miss Ocean Ward. It was um, an extremely tight finish there between the first three runners, and first four runners, sorry, and uh, she was excellent. She got a very good record at this track. In for third, I have the, uh, sorry, I got the, sorry, four, he's a bolter, I thought. Decent enough effort first up in the Apache Cat. Uh, race sort of controlled up on the speed and he got back there but thought was running on quite all right. And in for fourth, I have the uh, two, Morvada. Very consistent horse. 12, 13, um, four and two. And your specials come up earlier on the Morfordville program in races three and four. Yeah, race three is the best bet. And I think Artie Miss finds a pretty good race here. She was good on the boo at Morfordville. Bumped into a handy one in Zavasta and then beaten as a $2 favourite last start. She seemingly had her chance up on the uh, up on the pace, led again. Um, 
but just sort of tired late there. I think here third up, but two runs under the belt will really be of benefit, and she likely leads again from barrier one. Gets a bit of weight relief thanks to the claim to Ben Price, and looks hard to beat, does Artie miss race three, number six. The value comes up in race four. The nine, Robe Raider, who is the, the outsider of the field, um, she won the one race, only the one race from 13 starts, Rebel Raider Mare, but pretty unlucky last start. She is just crying out for 2,500 metres. I'm convinced of that, the way she's sort of been hitting the line in the last few, and um, certainly bred to handle that trip as well. 52 and a half after the claim to Lachlan Nindorf from a good draw. Um, there's a couple up the top of the page who are in form, and, but I think Rogue Raider, 2,500 metres will be a big race at odds. Race four, number nine. Okay. Um, Joel, any thoughts on Adelaide? No, nothing for me there, but Okay, we head north to the Gold Coast, which is the venue for Metro Racing in Queensland on Saturday. Two black-type races. First of them is race seven, and that is the... Eureka Stud Tattersall's Classic, 1,200 metres set weights and penalties for fillies and mares. Dan, what have you got for us there? One Diva on top. We obviously referenced her already. Still down around Sydney at the moment, so I'm not entirely sure where she'll be. But if here, I think she's a big chance. She comes out of a much tougher race at Flemington last start. Um, it's a little bit plain late, but it was, as I said, it's a pretty stronger race than this, which were listed great in Queensland, and um, a second-up form reads quite well. So, luck from the draw. She's a leading hope. In for second of the two, Canadian dancer, who, a really promising mare. Looking forward to following her this preparation. Uh, look, I think she's going to be a horse that improves over a bit of a trip, um, but she has won a trial and readiness for this, so I think she can come to hand fresh. She was able to win her maiden nicely when first up last time in and then performed well throughout and, and could winning a listed race over the mile. So, look, again, she will improve over a bit further, but I think off that trial she can um, run well f- fresh. In for third over the eight, Coco Rocks beat all by a pretty smart sprinter in IME last start. She had a chance up on the speed and, and it was a game effort. Um, I think now she'll... Certainly be harder to catch barrier two with informed jockey on board. And in for fourth, I have the three Mimi Lagarde, uh, the one who'll be charging late from the back of the field. One, two, eight, three. Your value bet at Gold Coast comes up in the other black type race. That's race eight, Sky Racing Tattersall's recognition stakes over 13.50, a quality handicap. Yeah, wonderful Riri. For me, always had a bit of time for this horse. She was with um, the O'Day Hoisted team. She went to Joe Pride for a bit of a a New South Wales campaign and wasn't able to win a race, but her last start run at Randwick I thought was uh, was very good. There she, the barrier was no help there, but she's run on quite well behind Tamerlane, subsequent winner, and um, I think that, you know, whilst that is a weaker race in terms of benchmark level, benchmark 88, I think it's pretty decent form for something like this. Um, so whilst the favourite, Polyfield will be hard to beat and is my second pick. Um, I think wonderful Riri will give a good account at, at each way odds. So she's on top. Polyfield, that also just mentioned, I didn't expect him, I've always known he's a good horse, but didn't expect him to sort of win um, in the ease he did first up. Thought he might improve with the run, but uh, he got the run at the right time and, and was a pretty good win to the eye in the end. I think we'll only be better with that under his belt. And he obviously looks set for a pretty fruitful 
Summer Campaign. In for third, I have the uh, nine Kinlock. Not much luck last start. And in for fourth, I have the four Blondo, who didn't feature first up in the Sydney Stakes since had a trial. And um, it's a better barrier this time around. Eight, two, nine, and four. And your best at the Gold Coast comes up earlier. Race four, number nine, Root Rose. Yeah, talented filly, and she's contested a couple of obviously weaker races at her past two, but she's won them very easily. She has that tactical speed to sit, jump and go forward, and I think she leads this from barrier five. Um, the other sort of threat in the market is the eight pocket Phil, who will be right there with him, with her. But I think Rick Rose will be able to lead and um, take some catching down at 53 and a half kilos. Looks a very talented filly, and I think can go three on the trot. Nine, race four, number nine, the best. All right, Joel, any thoughts on the Gold Coast? I thought RNT was a good bet. The market hasn't missed him. Race five, number three, is around $3, but uh, should be giving between two and a half and eight and a half kilos to his rivals under the set, uh, you know, on his handicap rating, but under the set weights, he's actually a kilo below the minimum after the claim, 54 and a half. He carried more weight than that to win a class three back in April. He then went on to run second to a Thelric in a listed race. So, yes, he was a beaten favourite first up, but uh, they ran home pretty quick time there. He'll be fitter. And yeah, if he just finds that form from last prep, he'll be pretty hard to beat. All righty. Earlier in the day across the Tasman, they are racing at Tarapa and Whanganui. Yeah, Tarapa has a couple of stakes races. My best bet comes up in one of those, the... Trevor Eagle Memorial, three-year-old set weights race, race five. And the task has been made easier with one of the main dangers uh, to my best bet actually running today and winning. So Channel Surfer is the one I'm keen on. He's a maiden, but he was placed at group two level two runs back behind the subsequent 2000 Guineas winner. They dropped him back to a maiden looking for an easy kill last start. Unfortunately, just got a mile out of his ground, flew home, just missed. Um... Yeah, Devastate was my second pick, but he, uh, as I said, has been around in New Zealand today and won. So task easier for Channel Surfer. I think he can break through in style and win a stakes race. My value bet is in the first, number four, Soprano Supreme. And we saw this mare in Queensland through the winter. She ain't second on a bog track in the Gold Coast Cup. She's just been ticking over quietly this time in. Last run was better. It was a real sprint home, and she had to come from the back. Uh, she tackles a few of those same rivals here on what should be a wetter track, which is going to play into her hand. So I think she can improve. And at Wanganui, my best bet is in the last, race eight, number two, Gino. Going pretty well, last couple of runs solid, but I think getting back on, uh, sort of on driest tracks, but getting back onto a heavy track, which is likely to be, uh, certainly plays into his hands. He can improve and, and record his second career win, and my value bet, comes up in race six. It is the Wanganui Cup, and I'm with Lanacord, number eight. She's got talent this mare. Probably on the whole, she's been a touch disappointing in the last 12 months, but she's been running in some pretty strong races. They've thrown her in the deep end a few times. She was very good the other day when second up, beating all but one. She gets it on the minimum, 53 kilos, 2,000 metre suits, and back onto a wet track, I think, will really suit too. So I think she gets a chance to uh, notch a feature win. All right, and just before we get to the Lazy Lobsters, we better head over to Sunday, which is the weekend's other big event. The $300,000 Hames Paint Jericho Cup is race eight, 
at Warrnambool, 4,600 metres through the paddocks. They've all earned their way there. There's 14 to face the starter. Dan, you've had a bit of a look at it. Very quickly, who's going to win? With the John Charge trained... Uh, uh, sorry, I've got the five on top in this. Let me just get the... Bastida the for John Sargent. Yeah, yeah Bastida for John Sargent. Obviously a very good trainer of stayers. Um, last start winner. Um, I think going the right form into this, of course... Untested over the trip, like a few of these are, uh, but I had the five on top of the six. Jaquila, I thought, was really good first up in the valley, and uh, I think the 11 Bruno stars can run well as well, but five on top for me, uh, Bastida. All righty, brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Uh, well, run of profits came to an end last week. Uh, Joel had one scratched and the other one, hoping your heart, went fairly close, but unfortunately no cigar. So we go again, and I am going to Caulfield for mine, going fairly early in the day, race four to be exact. Uh, number two, Grey River. Joel? Yeah, I'll go to Caulfield as well. His task's been made a little easier with the scratching of without a fight, so I think Luncey's gets his chance to notch an overdue win. Race seven, number nine. Yeah, I tried to land a knockout punch last week with Cristani, and that fell flat. Um, back to basics here. Artie miss in uh, Morfield race three, number six, will be hard to run down. All right, uh, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. All the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday, plus all your favourite features and plenty of great reading. It is online now. It is in the shops first thing Friday morning. So have a great weekend, listeners. Back plenty of winners and we'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast.